I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Advent, you brood of vipers. <laughs> the Bible has so few laugh lines, either intentional or unintentional, but this last verse from Isaiah this morning strikes me as pretty funny. And with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. So this brood of vipers thing is good news, apparently. It's good news that there is wrath to come. To me, the preaching of John the Baptist sounds harsh, it sounds hard, it sounds urgent, that even now the ax is lying at the base of the tree and belonging to a faith community, even being a child of Abraham won't save us. John is all about what we are doing now, 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 because now is the time, even now, when the branches are windswept and bare, we ought to be growing. We ought to be bearing fruits worthy of repentance. The crowd in the desert, the people who streamed out to see John in the wilderness, they are braver and better listeners than I. When they hear all of that, they don't throw up their hands. They're not immobilized by these seemingly frightening promises. Their response to being called a brood of vipers fleeing from wrath is to say, okay, what then should we do? What then should we do? The crowds trust John's prophecy and John's wisdom. And that's part of why I call them brave, because I don't know about you, but I don't know how ready I would be to ask John the Baptist what I should do. I mean, this is the guy who went out into the wilderness who only wears animal skins and eats locusts. I don't know if I want to ask that guy what I should do. The crowds might have even been expecting that kind of radicalism. It certainly wouldn't surprise me if John had something complicated and difficult to say, because let's be honest, it's a complicated and difficult world. What then should we do, the crowd asked John, and John's answer is shockingly simple. Share what you have with others, feed people, and clothe people. Very straightforward. And to the tax collectors, those collaborators with the Roman Empire who make their money from the sweat of their neighbor's brow, he says, stop cheating people. Make your money honestly. And to the soldiers who are Romans themselves, the absolute enemy, John says, don't extort people or blackmail them. Be satisfied with what you are paid. That's it. Not only are these simple instructions, they sound familiar. This is the good news that we know, the gospel that we know. These instructions are all about possessions and justice and how we ought to treat one another. It makes sense that this is the man who is preparing the way of the Lord, who is readying us to meet Jesus. But the more you think about it, yes, it does all sound so simple, but it is so, so much harder to do these things than to hear them. I know I have more than two coats. I have three, and then jackets, plural, and I have many more than two pairs of shoes. I doubt that I'm alone in that. 
And even though you or I could pick up a great deal of the excess and explain exactly why we need it, John doesn't offer that caveat, and I don't think God cares too much about our explanations either. The message is clear. Do not hoard food or clothing or other resources. Be satisfied by meeting your own basic needs and the needs of your neighbors. Digging deeper, there's a twofold implication. We are meant to take care of each other. And we need to trust God that one coat really is enough. Again, easier said than done. I know I have a lot of work before that sounds like truly, truly good news. I have spent some time ruminating this week on the image of the brood of vipers. They're vicious and concerned only with their own needs. They huddle together only until they're big enough to take care of themselves all on their own, to make it all on their own. And perhaps it is that selfish scattering that made John the Baptist think about vipers, that they flee everyone for themselves. Because that is one of the instructions too, isn't it? Stop fleeing. What then should we do? Stop fleeing. It's not only that we can't run forever, we can't hide from the great need of the world forever, but that the roots of our repentance are growing in our own lives. What then should we do? The people asked John, worried and waiting. And John's answer is to start in our own homes, in our closets, in our pantries, in our bank accounts, at our jobs. That's where we need to start our repentance. The seeds are already sown in the lives that we have built so far, in the blessings that we have already received. Our work starts in our lives with the gifts that God has already given us. We don't actually have to flee to the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord, for that is the call, not only to repentance, but preparation, so that Christ might have mercy upon us, that Kyrie that starts our worship together. Jesus is coming to be with us. Holiness, true glory, will be revealed as not wholly mysterious or ethereal or unknowable, but in fact closer now than ever before. God can and will use your life for God's holy purposes, and Jesus is on the way. This is the good news, all of it, even the wrath and the, win and the winnowing fork. Jesus is not coming to send a big batch of us all to hell or to winnow and separate the people into the saved and unsaved, the good and the bad. Jesus is working and winnowing within us, separating within us the chaff that needs to be burned away so that the wheat of our hearts, of our lives, can remain. We have what we need to begin the work on our own threshing floors to relinquish what we have amassed, to remember our own baptisms by the Holy Spirit and by the fire of God's fierce love. John is calling us to repent, to turn away from what keeps us from God and toward the fruits of the Spirit. Generosity, forgiveness, humility, honesty, kindness, 
We know where we need to begin, and we have right now what we need to get started, not only in the possessions and money and resources that we need to give away, but in the new life that we have been given in baptism, the life that is nurtured by the body and blood of Christ Jesus and the constant, constant unfolding of God's grace, because that is the good news that God has grace and love and mercy for us. John the Baptist went out into the wilderness, guided by the prophets, by the prophecy of Isaiah, prepare the way of the Lord, and that a shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, that the wolf shall live with the lamb, and the little child shall lead them. And it's then that the nursing child shall play with the asp and the weaned child, put his hand right into the viper's den. There is a role even for us vipers in God's peaceable kingdom. There is not one of us absent from God's dream for the world. Amen.